I want to thank our sponsors, the Trent Law Practice in Halifax. These guys know that anytime you need a lawyer, whether you were injured in a car accident, face criminal charges, or have family issues, it's probably the most stressful time of your life. Mike Trent and everyone there is committed to seeing you and your family come out of a bad situation the best way possible. So if you even think you need a lawyer, give them a call at 434-471-4339 or look them up at TrentLawPractice.com. Most consults with Mike are free, either in the office or over the phone. That's TrentLawPractice.com or 434-471-4339. We are in a time that the need for information is at an all-time high. 10 Minutes of Truth with Sean A. Barksdale is committed to bringing you the truth. Hello, everybody. This is Sean A. Barksdale, and this is 10 Minutes of Truth. With the seriousness of the coronavirus, 10 Minutes of Truth felt that it was imperative to bring the community information relating to life, health, and death. This series is a host of interviews highlighting the importance of these companies and, and, and the individuals uh, playing the ecosystem of our lives. Today we have a Miss Kathy Hart Barksdale. How you doing, Miss Barksdale? Doing well. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Thank you. First and foremost, we want you guys to know that uh, Miss Barksdale is on vacation. So we really thank you for taking a part of this series. It's very important to the community. Thank you. Uh, briefly, just starting off, let the people know a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your background, and okay. and, and and how you ended up here. Okay. My name is Kathy Hart Barksdale. I've been a native of South Boston, Virginia all my life. Um, I did approximately two years of military in the Army. Went to um, Saudi Arabia and then came back and got out the military. Went to work at O'Sullivan for 13 years and then I went to school for funeral service. Um, it's always been a desire since I was about six years old. I remember my first uncle being buried and I've always been fascinated. Wow. Yes. Okay, that's 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 very unique because uh, I think that you do have to have a certain uh, aura about you to be able to be in a business like this. Yes, this business is not for the faint of heart. I Pe believe people that. People must I definitely be believe that. your heart and we want to help. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. As the director of the Jeffers Funeral Home, uh, while their work may seem somber, uh, these professionals have extremely rewarding work. Every day these workers help families through some of the most vulnerable and difficult moments of their lives. Exactly. Uh, they help loved ones work through grief. They walk down memory lane and prepare beautiful memorials to honor their deceased. Yes. Right. Um, so let's just get down to business. Okay. Um, you kept the Jeffress name. I did. Okay. And uh, can you explain the importance of having a great name, not only in business, but life? Yes, Jeffress has been around for over 40 years. The community hmm. has come to know and love Jeffress. Um, Jeffress stands for professionalism, caring, and we're here to help. So that makes a difference when the community knows it's just not about business. Absolutely. You actually have the heart for the families you serve. Absolutely. And that is something that we'll talk about uh, moving forward, some of the skill sets that you have to have. So uh, briefly, you said that uh, you were in the service. Yes. Um, just hearing that, how did the service help prepare for this type of journey for you? Discipline. Mm. Um, because with this life, you have to be ready to move at any moment. Mm. Because death, you, you can't plan it. 
Right. It it just comes and you have to be ready to move. Oh wow! Yes. Absolutely, I, I absolutely agree. With that being said, what um what type of education would must one have to get in this type of profession? I'm gonna have a associate's degree in arts and science of funeral services, so okay. it's basically two years of college. Okay. And then you have to do about two years of an apprenticeship, and then sit before a state board and a national board. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you say you sit in front of, you have to... It's, it's testing. Oh, okay. Yes, it's a computer test, usually about 200 questions or more. The state is a little less. But okay. it's basically laws, art, science, and the mm. physics of embalming. Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, what services do you provide? We offer traditional funeral services. Uh, we do cremation. We do graveside. Uh, we try to be as unique as the family wants to be unique mm. as in reason. And, you know, anything they want to do, we try to do it, being from the home, in the chapel, in a church. We've actually done services out on a farm, so it's, it's very interesting in what people would like to have sometimes. Hmm. That's very, uh, like you say, you do clergy service and you prepare obituaries right. as well and schedule the ceremonies mm -hmm. and cremations. Okay, so let, um, let's talk about how you receive a, a body. Let's say the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, how do... Uh, do you get a phone call or how do you receive the bo a body? Yes, um, the family sometimes would notify us first, but if okay. they're in a hospital, we usually have to wait for the hospital to call. Okay. Because there's certain documents and paperwork they have to go through before they can release the body to us. Oh, so, okay. and then from that point, we'll contact the family, try to get a little information from them, and then we will pick up the body for them and bring them back to the funeral home. Okay. We're going to. Um we're definitely going to speak more into that okay. in a little while. But you were saying as far as uh, your schooling, mm -hmm. uh, you have to learn certain sciences, yes. correct? So yes. what are the sciences that you have to learn? They, they take us through chemistry. Hmm. Um, there's pathology that we have to pathology. go through. What is pathology? It's, it's basically pathology is the laying out of the foundation of embalming, mm. um, studies of the body, and everything because we have to know all of this. It's pretty just much like nursing. Hmm. You know, we the nurses take some of the courses that we have to take and we do pretty much the same thing is that we're on the level of the deceased. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that means that you have to have knowledge of the human anatomy. That's correct. As well. That's correct. Okay. So it's similar to a surgeon, really. More, exactly. more than just a nurse, and we love our nurses, and we're not yeah. saying that you, you know, your base level, but it's more so like, like you were saying, more of a surgeon. Yeah. Because you, there are certain things such as. Uh, um, certain uh, equipment that you use, correct? Correct. And like I say, not to be graphic, but most people know we don't, uh, we have to make incisions sometimes on the body. Right. You know, when we're embalming, we have to have the incision process. So yes, we have to know how to do all that and do it accurately without butchering the body absolutely yes. absolutely and that that then just as a surgeon you have to know your skill set that's correct you definitely have that's to know correct. your your skill set as far as chemicals as well so like um when it what and and bombing a body what does it take like what is that chemical how does it preserve the body okay um the chemicals contain formaldehyde hmm. and the formaldehyde is what embalms the body preserves it um it's not set for a long span of time okay but um it it does its job if the embalmer does their job well oh yes okay okay because i never you know 
as we were saying, death is something that is inevitable to all of us. Exactly. But we, it's a lot of different processes inside of that that we don't understand, yes. that we don't know about, yes. that you guys have to uh, deal with. And like I said earlier, I'm very big on skill sets, mm -hmm. right? And um, and you guys have uh, a very distinct set of skill sets yes. that you have to have because people more so look at you guys and they would think grief. Right. Right. But it's not the case because you have to have uh, interpersonal skills. Yeah. Right. You have to have uh, business acumen. Yeah. You have to have empathy. Yes. Right. So just um, speak to that a little bit to uh, our audience on how to comfort a family in this type of time. Okay. With comforting a family in this type of time, like you say, you have to have empathy. It's no longer about you. It's the desires of the family, what they're feeling. They may need to just come in and just talk a minute before they start getting into the business aspect. You have to be that person that can listen. Sometimes they don't even want to answer. They just need to mm -hmm. talk, right. get things out, release stress. Because they're in a moment where I don't know what to do right now. Right. So, you know, and then sometimes it's best before you go right into an arrangement. Well, tell me about your loved one. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what made them special in your right. life? Right. So you have to have all aspects. You have to listen. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to talk when they want you to talk. Right. So yeah, it, it's it's a lot. It it is, it is. And and just hearing you say that, um, each particular family is different because oh, you have to listen yes. to know like asking questions like yes. that then you can see how to cater to them that's correct absolutely that's correct. absolutely uh 10 minutes of truth of course we stick to the truth and uh the truth is sometimes uh, our community uh we scrutinize even in death yes. and uh you know because i remember uh, back in the day you know hearing the elders say you know uh, you go to the funeral did you see fanny's fanny, fanny look at her jaws are a little swollen <laughs> you know so yeah. even even in that, how hard has it been to keep that brand, that, that Jeffers brand intact? Again, it goes back to skill set. Hmm. You can't do it. Um, each body is different. Right. You might have somebody with jaundice. You might have somebody that's full of fluids, which is called edema. Hmm. Um, you may have someone with trauma. You have to treat each body differently. It's our own personal set, just like when you go to the doctor. I have high blood pressure, you have high blood pressure, but we might be on different medications. Mm. Yeah, so it's like that. You got to know what fluids to use, when to use it, how much of it to use. Wow, yes. I did not know that yes. at all, that yes. you had to. And, and that just speaks uh, another level of the importance that you guys are in the community. Yes. Because, you know, I didn't... I, who would think you would think a, a person that's deceased is just deceased right and you just you go in and just you know put a suit on them or a dress on them and you know so on and so forth but it's not like that as, no, as, as you no. stated and actually that's what the public sees right they, they see the dress body the right. hearse the the limo right. they, they don't see the behind the scenes wow yes. wow thank you once again yes. for letting us behind the scenes yes. to to actually get a glimpse at that and to just show our community more so the importance yes. of you guys thank you once again for your service as well um so uh let me ask a question have you ever had because i for one of my businesses is Press for Time Tees, and I uh, do T-shirts. Right. Okay. So I know a lot of times people will come, they'll have an idea of what they want it to look like. Mm -hmm. Or so for you, you know, they have an idea what they want their mother mm -hmm. to look like or what they want their uncle or their mm -hmm. son or, you know, to look like. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever get a client that wants a lot of changes? 
We do, but very seldom. Okay. Um, when I work, I work to the point where if I'm not satisfied, mm. then I'm not going to call the family to come in to look mm. until I'm satisfied. Mm. So, um, and, and that's one of my big things about if the family is happy with the way that loved one looked, everything else is it's Absolutely. going to go pretty smooth. Absolutely. And we don't want that to go over the audience head as well as far as passion. Because in the beginning, she spoke about since she was young, she had a passion for this. So her saying, if she's not satisfied, the it, it's not going to matter if the family is satisfied until she's satisfied. Because that comes just with the passion. That, that, that's correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes. And I mean, before I work on anybody's loved one I, I always pray to god you know this is my mom right this is my sister right this is my brother right and i treat them as so absolutely absolutely that is is beautiful thank you again um this is which segues us into the financial side mm -hmm. of the business right and this is why i truly wanted to uh, put this series together and it just blossomed into um, a great series um, from you know, the earlier interviews into this interview yeah. just showing how important all of these interviews are um, so at a just a base level how much does it cost to bury someone burials can run you anywhere from six thousand dollars and higher just okay. depending on how elaborate you want to go right. with the merchandise right yeah. uh, because for one we wanted the community to understand a lot of times uh, as we were speaking earlier death is something that's going to come to all of us that's correct but it's the least thing that we're prepared for it seems it, in, it in life yes uh, because nobody wants to face that reality correct right for ourselves or mm -hmm. our loved ones mm -hmm. um so that's why we're speaking to this part of the series right now uh, because a lot of times we're not prepared that's correct we don't have a will we don't have insurance so on and so forth so what happens if a individual doesn't have insurance well when an individual doesn't have insurance of course we give them the opportunity to choose the level of services that they want but then they have to pay up front oh, okay. for the services um there are several cases where you know we have to bend a little bit because sometimes things happen that's just you know it's it's I don't know how to say it, but it's just hard on the family. Um, young children, um, multiple mm. family members at one time. Mm. So things like that. And, and we have seen it, multiple family members. And, you know, and it's just you can't come to them and say, well, we need this money right, right. now. There's the right. passion again. Right. You know, give them time to come back to themselves. Right. Because they, they're, they're not there. Right. So, you know, they're, they're going through on a wind and a prayer, just trying to get through the arrangements. But normally that's how it is. Um, we try not to send people to financial institutions because the interest rate is just so high. Mm. But again, on your comfort level, right. you have to live after the service. You don't have to impress the outside. You know what you can do. That's right. Through. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that, and more so, that needs to be known to our community. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, and I really appreciate the way you just laid that out, because a lot of times um, we feel that we have to impress. Yeah. Right. And we'll put ourselves in debt alive. Right. Trying to impress mm -hmm. the dead. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of times it's, it's very important. And thank you for, um, for laying that out for us like that. Um, if you can speak to it a little bit, what are what are some of the best 
types of insurance want to make the process easier for an individual? Okay. Uh, well, I found out recently that term life is the best insurance you can get. Why is that? Um, if you get it while you're young. Okay. You have like a 30-year cap on it. Please tell them that. Oh, okay. I, I really you, need you them have, to hear that. You have a 30-year cap on it. That gives you time to save up money because term life is cheaper than whole life. And once you save up, then you no longer need the insurance after the end of the 30 years. You should have that money in place for your um, funeral. But if you're one that doesn't have discipline, then whole life is definitely the way to go. Um, you pay it every month for life. Hmm. So that, that would be your best bet, the whole life insurance. Okay. Um, we do offer pre-needs where families can come in and pay for services ahead of time. Um, it's not fully guaranteed because inflation goes up right. don't catch you know the rise of price right but what's three hundred dollars versus eight thousand dollars exactly yes exactly and thank you thank you for all uh, because a lot of time and i know what you guys may have heard and we're gonna try to um place it on a level that because you know young young people they like term life whole life right. they don't understand right. what that is or you probably even care when you're 17 because you think you're gonna live right. forever exactly. you know exactly. <laughs> and, and, and 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 family members as well um and thank you for you know breaking that down a, a little bit uh better for our uh our audience yes. and and whatnot right so um okay uh for me uh i my story is a little different um and i'm 45 years old so say an individual like myself i'm just getting my life together mm -hmm. and i'm focusing on i would be known nowadays as a middle-aged man yeah um for an individual like myself what would be best moving forward as as far as the rest of my life and insurance term life term life term life wow. but like i say again it okay. offers you that 30 year span okay um, not to say that at the end of 30 right. years you would be deceased, right. but it gives you that time. It's Like I say, it's cheaper than whole life. Okay. You can take that balance from what you paid for the term versus what you would pay for whole. Hmm. Save it up. Okay. Invest it. Let it grow for you. So, yes, middle age, I would definitely say term life. Younger people, whole life would be good. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, we have a... a a wide variety of listeners, mm -hmm. right? Uh, based from Fortune 500 companies, mm -hmm. uh, mom and pop stores, to just the average guy walking on the street. Mm -hmm. And coming from my background, uh, we have a lot of listeners that came from that that were incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And I I remember uh, doing that stint that individuals would pass away. And a lot of people didn't understand that you are a product of the state. Yeah. The state owns you. Your family would have to pay to get you back. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever received a body from, say, like uh, a Camp 23 or uh, institution? We, we have. Um, and basically, it's the same way. Right. We would get a call from the family after the institution had released them to the hospital or the medical examiner. And, and it's the same process. The funeral home just goes to where they are okay. and pick them up and okay. bring them back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, uh, has it ever been a, 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 a instance where a family did not come get their body and it just how long does it take do you have that you can hold a body 
Well, when a family will not claim a body, then again, we have to go through the system, the court okay. system. We have to get a judge to give us permission to dispose properly of the body, which oh, is wow. normally cremation. Okay. And and that could take anywhere from three to six months or longer. Really? Yes, sir. So, of course, you would preserve that body differently from a person that's going to go in the ground six months or, I mean, uh, uh, six days. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, we have. Um, we're required to have refrigeration. Okay. So that that's where we would keep those bodies in okay. the refrigerator. So so um, burial versus cremation. Is it a different process? With direct cremation. Okay. Um, pretty much, we're just picking the love your loved one up from the place of death. Um, you do paperwork, and then we take them to the crematory. Okay. And then we will get the cremains back okay. and, and present them to the family. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, let me ask this question. I just thought about this question. A person that is an organ donor. I talked to. Uh, another mortician right mm -hmm. uh, about a month or so ago mm -hmm. and it was a lady that she wanted to be an organ donor mm -hmm. okay and she had signed everything but she wanted to actually uh, donate her body to science okay right. okay but when it came time she didn't weigh enough so they right. wouldn't take her mm -hmm. so you know they she was like well what am i supposed to do now right. you know so right. i know these type of instances do come up if a person wanted to be an organ donor do does the hospital harvest the organs or do they come to you and you guys harvest no when you're an organ donor the organs are already taken before they come to us okay um, i do believe there's a 24 48 hour window mm. that the organs has to be harvested in order to still be usable okay Okay, I didn't. I didn't know. I, that question just came to mind when I, when I, um, I I thought about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about because we're going to get into the coronavirus. Okay. Yeah. Now and we were talking about receiving a body from the hospital. Mm -hmm. Do you receive any type of report that comes along with the body? Like you were saying, if it was blunt force trauma, mm -hmm. or do you receive reports of how they were deceased and? Things of that nature? Yes, usually when it's um, infectious disease or something harvested in the community, they have to let us know before we pick up so we know how to come prepared. Okay. You know, um, like the coronavirus, we wouldn't want to go in there with short sleeve shirts mm. and stuff on, and it's a case like that. So right. they tell us so we know how to protect ourselves as well. Hmm. Okay. So uh, moving along uh, with that, with the uh, coronavirus, have you have you seen a spike within the community of deaths by the coronavirus? Yes, we have. Really? Yes, we have. Um, within this past year, we've had quite a few cases, um, which is, I can't give an exact number. Right. But we've had quite a few cases of the coronavirus death, yes. Okay. And they're not, you know, don't all come from this community because they're being shipped away when they're sick to other facilities to hmm. be housed. Yes. What is, okay, so me thinking about that, what is the range uh, that you receive bodies uh, from? Uh, we've received bodies from Richmond, um, North Carolina. Um, I understand they're sending people to uh, Maryland. Really? So Yes. So we can get them from anywhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So with the coronavirus, um, and, and this, is, this is very important to the community because for a lot of us, and we're not going to get into the politics of uh, 
but for some of us it's very serious and for some of us it's not so serious but your profession you know how serious it is it's serious yes. um please speak to the nation and you know our community about what you have seen from this virus well this virus it really puts a strain on the family for one they can't be in the hospital mm. or in the facilities where their loved ones are when they're sick mm. and then to come here with the coronavirus then sometimes you know we have to veil the the caskets and stuff because we're not sure even how this virus still plays out after death mm. if it dies with death hmm. um, does it linger so we're not sure right so that that's another because then we'd be like well we would advise you not to kiss your loved one hmm. another insensitive matter right that you know this is your last goodbye right and you're telling me i can't kiss them right and possibly not even touch them right because we don't know. Wow. So yes, it is real and it is serious. Wow. And I didn't even think to that, uh, you know, because, you know, in the hospital, they won't allow you to see them or be with your exactly. loved ones as they're transitioning. Exactly. And so now we know that um, you have to have grave side. So, on and so, so how did the business have to cater to that part of you know having graveside well even funerals, even with, when someone passes with COVID we don't strictly tell them they have to have graveside okay we will still do the service in the chapel um, if the church allows them to come into church we will do it in the church but okay. again it's, it's that thing we may veil the casket so people mm. can't touch right and so but yeah we don't just do graveside because of the coronavirus okay yes. But that is very important for us to know because, like you said, we didn't think about because the virus is so new. Exactly. We don't know exactly. how it lingers, exactly. if it lingers, if, like you said, if it dies, exactly. you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, thank you for bringing that to mind once again, because we, we hadn't thought about that. Yes. You know, so thank you so much. Um, and in and, and closing, I want you to just uh, speak to the people about um what this journey means to you uh, now and moving forward into the future. Okay. As being a funeral director, like I say, it's still my passion to be able to help the community in need. Some cases are different than others, and we, we do that accordingly. Hmm. Um, every situation is not the same. So my desire is to see the community be educated See the community, know what needs to be done. Communicate hmm. with your family. That's one of the biggest things I noticed with the community. You don't communicate. You come in, you're already stressed, and now there's arguments. Hmm. Because you don't know what mom or dad wanted. Hmm. You want to do this, they want to do Communication is key to get you through everything. It is. Through everything and, and that is my prayer for the community just be educated prepare yourself for death like you would a wedding mm. family reunion vacation you know you're going to take those things and you know you're going to die right so don't leave your family in shambles mm. don't leave your family struggling as to what to do and in financial debt so listening to everything that has been said what are like the top five or ten problems you see uh, when families come in okay the top ten problems well I probably can't give you ten right but um, like I say communication 
um, mom and dad wouldn't let the children know what's going on or what they had. So now they got to go through scrambling for that. Um, not knowing the background of your loved one. Mm. And just talking to the elderly. Some We have young folk that come in and they, they don't take time to learn or listen mm. to what's going on. So really communication is the basic. If you get the communication down, everything else falls right in line. Right. So, because a lot of times we know um, from every community, you said earlier about looking at it like a wedding mm-hmm. and being prepared. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of arguments sometimes it, it, because of the friction of not knowing. Not knowing. Right. Yes. Of what's going on. Yes. Um, People haven't put in place who's to get what, who's to do what. And it's more material things. Mm. Um, it seems like sometimes at the point of death, that's what it's all about. You forget about the death. Now you want to know, how do I get? Right. And that shouldn't be the main focus at that time. Right. Yes. Right. Well, hearing these things, uh, problems, so on and so forth, what are some of the solutions uh, over you know, time that you have seen that people can do to prepare uh, a will yes. or, you know, having insurance yes. that we spoke of. What are some of the things that you've seen that a person can start doing today? today? Yes. Yes. Like I say, putting in place, getting a will, talking to your family, even if it's not serious talk. Um, my daughter and I, we joke a lot. Okay. But within that joking, we let each other know what needs to happen. And you know, cause some people can't take that seriously. You talk about death, you're going to die. Right, no, right. No, it's not a taboo. It's a part of life. Mm-hmm. Um, wills, set people in place. Um, usually with big families, you know you can't have all 10 children in charge. Right, right. Get your children that you know want to do what needs to be done and will do right by the rest of them. Mm. So, so that's the main thing, coming together. Um, we as families, we have to learn to come together and not tear apart at mm. this time. And we just want to, 10 Minutes of Truth and the community, we want to highlight and we want to change the narrative because forever these things have happened in our communities that we're not prepared. We're not prepared for life and we're not prepared for death. And a lot of times we want to be uh Blamers. We want to blame this person in the family. You didn't show up for this. You didn't show up for that. You didn't do this when they were alive. You didn't do this. And we want to just get rid of those stigmas. And we want to have great memories in life and great memories in death That's as correct. well. Because we can if the transition is smooth. So the main thing you said is the communication. Communicate. Communication is key to everything in life. That's right. And you can't be selfish in life to help your family in death. Hmm. I've heard people say... I'm dead. I won't know about it. I won't know what to do. But just think about what stress you're putting on your family. You love your family. Right. So why would you put that stress on? I don't care enough to get insurance. Let them throw me down the hill. You know that's not right. going to happen. Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. love your family enough in life right. to free them from the stress and death. Right. Mm-hmm. And that brings us you know, to the educational side. Um, how can people get in touch Uh, with you and this beautiful organization moving forward. Okay, well, our phone number is 434-572-2046. You can contact us through the email, which is jeffressfh at yahoo.com, which is J-E- 
F-R-E-S-S-F-H at yahoo.com or you can go to our website which is Jeffers Funeral Home SoboVA.com You seem to wear many hats. Yeah. And of course behind every great woman there's a man. Um, being that I know your husband uh, he plays an intricate part in your staff as well. Just talk about uh, what you guys do as a unit and the awesome help that you have here. Okay, well with my husband Andrew Barksdale, he gives me 100% support. I can call him and he'll stop what he's doing to come help me. Um, he helped with the digital, with the videoing. Um, we've actually set up our new website. My husband designed that. Uh, we're actually putting up a TV screen that runs when the family services are so okay. we can have that when people come in to view they wow. will see all of that and my staff is just awesome you know no one can do anything alone from my administrative assistants to the young lady that does the arrangements for us to Mr. Jeffers helping out to all the gentlemen that takes out equipment put up my tents and everything wow. everybody just comes together and works well together beautiful that's beautiful every 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 business it needs a strong team this is yes. something that we know so thank you guys once again for such a great and marvelous job you've always done in the community thank, thank you. you 10 minutes of truth mission is aimed at bringing awareness to health wealth and the betterment of society as a whole subscribe and follow us as we drop an exciting new episode every monday at 4 30 a platform you can call home Thank you, and welcome to The Truth. I want to thank our sponsors, the Trent Law Practice in Halifax. Mike is committed to our Southside Virginia community. He grew up here and came back after law school to work as a public defender before starting the Trent Law Practice with Blair. The Trent Law Practice focuses on helping our neighbors right here in Southside with criminal defense and family law. It can represent you on a personal injury or auto accident matter anywhere in Virginia. You can give them a call at 434-471-4339 or look them up at TrentLawPractice.com. Most consults with Mike or Free, either in the office or over the phone. That's TrentLawPractice.com or 434-471-4339.